Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hey there, you're listening to Brainwaves on 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital and 3cr.org.au. My name is Lauren and today from the team we have Rebecca and Kate. We're going to be talking to Carlo LaRuccia, who we had on the show 12 months ago. Carlo was an exceptionally high academic achiever. He rapidly advanced in the corporate world, reaching the promised holy grail of modern day success, which included marriage and a house. At 33, the onset of anxiety, deep depression, psychosis, mania and bipolar disorder redirected him to a new life path. He has survived suicide, been admitted to two mental health hospitals, experienced almost all aspects of the mental health system as well as taken a cocktail of medications. Following this time, he experienced a challenging separation, divorce and an annulment process, overcame five years of chronic pain following an ankle reconstruction, healed his fructose and lactose intolerances, as well as his sexual intimacy challenges. Carlo is here today to share with us some of his recovery and transformation pathways that have returned him to wellness and have enabled him to bounce forward with his life again. Thank you so much, Carlo, for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you. So just to start off, so you appeared on Brainwaves about a year ago. What have you been doing since then? Yeah, I have. It's um, it's gone quickly. But um, I've been really busy. I've spoken to thousands of people all over the country and um, in face-to-face interviews, uh, face-to-face presentations, as well as newspaper articles um, on behalf of Beyond Blue, Wellways, and and also Sane Australia. Um, in that time, uh, not so long after, actually, I, I was able to be involved in the launch of um, Beyond Now, which is. Beyond Blue's suicide safety application for smartphone. So that was a, a really um, proud moment. I've been co-creating this app, um, which is available for download on um, on all uh, types of devices to help pe- uh, keep, keep people safe. Uh, so it was part of the, um, the launch um, for that. And um, I'd also been involved with a whole lot of um, articles in the press on dating with um, a mental illness, um, as well as um, multiculturalism and, um, and mental health and the impacts um, on that as well. And uh, I, was, uh, I helped um, launch, uh, November launched a suicide um, prevention campaign um, as well. I was, I was involved with, um, with some work there. Uh, so I guess that's from the, um, that was my mental um, health advocacy um, work. And I actually presented for the first time in um, the Canberra National um, Suicide Prevention Conference uh, I'd been volunteering there for the last three years before that, so I was really, uh, I was really um, honoured to be able to present um, some of the work I'd been involved with um, with the Beyond Now uh, Suicide Prevention App. Um, what else? Uh, since then, I had to give myself a bit of a break because uh, I've, I've been involved with uh, too many organisations, <coughs> doing too many interviews, trying to save the world yeah. and, um, and make it a better place. But uh, I took a bit of a break and um, spent some time um, in Tanzania. Um, holidaying as well as um, uh, throughout Europe and I actually completed my fourth um, hike along the Camino de Santiago. It's an ancient um, pilgrimage there as well. Um, And uh, yeah, just for a few other things, I I co-created a a walking group called Spirit Walks, so getting out in nature and exercising, enjoying the mountains and all the good things um, that, uh, that I love. 
as well, and uh, I was invited to help um, uh, give some uh, feedback and input to the National um, Digital Mental Health Gateway, which is um, under construction as well. So lots of fun and uh, adventure, a bit of uh, a lot of hard work and a bit of travel as well. Yeah, that sounds amazing. You've been very busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we can talk a bit about, um, in your earlier interview, you described the, um, the deterioration of your mental health as a breakthrough rather than a breakdown. Um, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, it's, it's a bit unusual. I, I like to um, break the moulds. And, and one of the things of returning to my wellness is, is really listening to stuff and saying, does that fit or does that not fit? And mm. all I kept on hearing in the world was this chemical imbalances. There's, it's a disease, it's an imbalance, it's a disorder. Um, whereas the more and more work that I've done over the years, I've spent about nearly seven years, eight years in, in healing and transformation. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what I have come to realise is that I think everyone's given a unique life challenge. And, mm. um, and a lot of the philosophers of, of the ages have also kind of come to this um, understanding as well. It's just it hasn't been readily taught. And so the reason why I say it's an opportunity for breakthrough is because without going through these experiences and feeling the deep pain and the deep disconnection and the lack of self-love and, and worthlessness, I wasn't able to understand and learn and grow. And without um, having pathways that had taught me some of those skills before that, I viewed this opportunity to kind of step up and um, and discover parts of myself that had been hidden and buried away. And I'm, I'm lucky and grateful to have, have had that opportunity. And um, and I think if we are able to spread the the word out in the community and mental health um, organisations and those that are helping. Um, people on a one-on-one basis that you know this is nothing to fear this is actually part of your mm. evolution part of your growth is is it's um it's another part of human experience if it wasn't we wouldn't have it to deal with mm. Mm. Um, yep. whereas I think we've had it buried down for far too long and that's perpetuated by religious um, uh, beliefs and, and the shame and there's something to do with the devil and mm. and this person's got this problem and that problem but it's all it's all rubbish mm. um, so I, I like to view it in my life and I give you know listeners the opportunity to view it in their life as, as you know this is your experience and something to um, overcome and who says that um, this is not the thing that you need to be um, overcoming at this particular point in your life mm. so. yeah and that's definitely like such an amazing perspective to have like I don't think I've met anyone so far in my life who has that perspective and I think it's really I know it teaches us something like whenever we're on the show, we always learn about mm. new things. And I think it's really insightful for you to tell us and our listeners about it. Thank you. Um, so what were some of the significant turning points um, in your early recovery? Yeah, for the early in the early days of my recovery, I, I realized I, re- I had to surrender. Yeah, this thing's out of control. I've never been in this space before. Mm. Some scary, frightening um, experiences. And, and most of those were scary and frightening because no one had told me about them before. Mm, yeah. And even those that are interacting with me um, weren't able to kind of make me feel safe or at peace. Um, and so spinning out of this, this world, I, 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 I guess I had to surrender and say... Um, I have to follow this process now. There's no other way through because I have to now learn to trust others and deeply trust. And and as a male uh, growing up in the Australian uh, society, that's a tough thing to do. And it's becoming, um, there's a lot more work that needs to be done to educate Mm. um, men in particular. It's okay to to reach out for help and to communicate feelings and emotions and you don't have to do it all on your own. 
Um, so I, I really had to um, to learn to trust and accept the advice and information and medications and, and things that were um, presented as this is the pathway forward. But I also um, had to listen to my own um, intuition as well because some of the things I was hearing from the um, from the mental health um, professionals didn't really feel right to me. And I, you know, I, t- I put it out there to um, to listeners as well to whenever you're given information, does it feel right to you? Not mm. um, let's just take this and believe that it's true. It may or may not be true. No one's an expert. I haven't met an expert yet in any profession. In any, there's a lot of labels and there's a lot of um, uh, people wanting to do the right thing and to help others. And I genuinely think um, that that everyone's doing their jobs to do that. But everyone's always coming from a position of they can only give you what they've learnt to date. Mm, and so yeah. there's a possibility that there's other things outside of that that you can discover for yourself. Mm. Um, so for me, um, the, the big things that I uh, did, which were, I guess were outside of, of the system, I, I, um, I jumped on a 12-week challenge program at my local gym. And um, that was really the first time that I got my confidence back again and thought that I could actually achieve something. And, mm. and I surprised myself because I ended up becoming um, the national male winner um, oh for, my God. Uh, yeah, for Good Life Gyms. And uh, uh, you know, in 12 weeks, um, I was able to not only um, engage in, in weight loss, and that was whilst taking some quite strong medications and, and, and so forth, but um, it was more about there was weighted towards how did I change my life as a result of the program, and so mm. um, that was that was a really big um, stepping point for my, for my recovery. And once I achieved that first goal, it was quite a significant goal. I realised, wow, maybe I can um, heal this brain of mine and do some more stuff to get myself back on track. Um, but I think the the second um, uh, biggest thing there was there was a couple of things, but the second biggest thing that I um, was able to do was. Um, I hiked the Camino de Santiago for the first time, and um, uh, the way the Camino is an ancient uh, medieval pathway, and it kind of invites people and calls them to um, to embark on this journey. And mm. and uh, I, having um, experienced a lot of the uh, Catholic education and, and church and all of that, I'd never heard about this pathway before. But uh, I can say, within four months of hearing about it, I was over there. Uh, me, my backpack full of medications and electrolytes to stabilise the um, all the salt levels in my mm. bloods and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, uh, I, I hiked for about 950k uh, mm. over 47 days. So that was it was a lot of work to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that helped me, um, I joined an organisation called Outdoors Inc. I'm not sure if you've heard of Yeah, we're Outdoors having them on the show in a couple oh, of months' time. Fantastic. Yeah. How coincidental. So <laughs> Outdoors Inc. taught me how to navigate out in nature, pack a backpack, make it waterproof, mm, and yeah. just get out there. And nature is and so healing. And scientific mm. studies are now demonstrating not just being out in nature, but actually exercising and walking in mm. nature. And um, it, there's no coincidences, I don't think, in anyone's life. And I don't think in, in my life there was. And so having the opportunity to go on all these amazing programs with Outdoors Inc., which is not therapy, it's just being out in nature, then prepared me to be able to um, embark on um, uh, the Camino. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the, the transformation and healing that I yeah, received from the Camino was, was outstanding. I, it was the first time I felt happiness and joy and freedom and, and just me and my backpack. I didn't have all this stuff. I didn't have all mm-hmm. the clutter. I didn't have all the titles. I didn't have to tell anyone who I was. And 
all my experiences and um very present so, moment yeah, yeah yeah and then from there I, wow it, it's just incredible the amount of um different books and so forth that were given to me and and books that told me that i'm not my genetic destiny and mm. that i can change my genes yeah mm-hmm. dr bruce lipton's um one of the pioneers in that world and then uh, my chiropractor um, got me onto um, a book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and talked about brain neuroplasticity and the ability to rewire your brain and, and all of these things. And my world has just kind of dramatically changed since then. But uh, mm. I mean, there's been thousands of hours of all kinds of therapies in between. And that, these are just some of the, the, the highlights of, mm. of uh, my recovery. Um, journey. Mm. It sounds like um, like physical fitness and spirituality and all of that is um, very much a part of your life. And is that why you've travelled back to the Camino four times? <laughs> well, yeah. Look, I, I can't explain. I think the ancient, um, you know, uh, cultures kind of knew this in some way. You know, being out in nature and connecting with the land, and being out in sunlight and fresh air is just so powerful and so transformative. And exercise has been a massive part of mine recovery and since since my 12-week challenge mm. i've signed up to you know i've done long distance bike rides 230k up the mountains and mm. signed up for half marathons and and done 2k ocean swims which you know the water and oceans have petrified me for years and years and years um and that's not to say um you know, everyone needs to do this to to mm. you know for to, to for their recovery but all i can share is exercise in whatever form if that's just walking or hiking or uh, swimming, whatever it is, um, I think is, is hugely beneficial. And um, so the, the calling of the Camino um, has the fitness element and it also has the spirituality and the transformational element that I can't think of anywhere else in the world that can give this experience. Mm. And, and being able to um, walk, you know, for 40, 45, 47 days day after day after day, taking, mm. you know, little bits of rest here and there. But it's like nothing we ever experience in our lives no, prior to that. Yeah, and, that's right. and everyone who I've met that's that's hiked the Camino now has has shared how um, beneficial it has been to them in in, in so many ways. Mm. So I'm a little bit addicted, but I only do it because <laughs> uh, I um, I want to become a better human yeah. and I want to be able to share my stuff. and. Um, and help others. And the second time I hiked, I, I did a, a fundraiser for uh, for Beyond Blue as well. So I kind of combined that with some of the things I wanted to, yeah. to give back as well. So, mm-hmm. mm. so Carlo, um, since being on the Camino Trail um, four times, um, what do you think has been the most important skill you've learned like so far during your recovery? Hmm. Yeah, that's um. I've I've learnt so so many amazing skills, and I, every time I've learnt a new skill, I'm like, wow, why weren't we taught these in um, in school? Where's all the yeah. life skills, the relationship mm. skills? Um, mm. So there's there's so many so many things. I think the most important um, skill though is the self um, belief and self trust, um, and opening up that um, that inner knowing, that intuition. Because without that, I would have just kind of followed everyone else's guidance and and um, the so-called you know professionals that, that are doing the best they can but I wouldn't have been able to break out and do all these um, other things if I didn't have my own intuition as to what to um, to reach out for so um, intuition and guidance has been so important but I think the other thing that I'd been missing for many years is the ability to um, express emotion mm. um, and things like grief 
um, and anger and sadness and um, allowing this energy, so emotions, uh, energy and motion, so allowing that energy which had been stuck and caught and blocked for so many years um, to allow that to move through me. And uh, I think th there's another part of, of being a human that is we kind of think, well, it's always got to be happy and joyful and mm. and playful and exciting. And It's not the and case. Yeah, and uh, what I've come to learn and accept and discover is it's making peace and allowing all of the other emotions to, to move through as well. And so being able to be supported um, in those emotional releases. And I can say there's some um, sometimes it's very confronting because if a person a friend or family member or even a counsellor or psychologist is not comfortable with their own emotions, they're not going to make you feel comfortable with that. Mm. But my, my, a lot of my healing has been around allowing those emotions to really um, be expressed. And, um, and, and yeah, that, that has provided um, a level of, wow, I'm actually okay and mm. I can express these emotions and um, I don't have to sit in them. I have to stay there, and I can. I've got so many different practices now, which are part of my toolkit, um, mm. from exercise to meditation, uh, to yoga, to mindfulness, um, to dance, to all ranges of different activities that I know how to now. I guess move my energy if I'm blocked or stuck, or um, and not be so afraid of, of feeling in this lonely or isolated or um, depressed state anymore. Um, and uh, I think the other thing is uh, I, I don't have to do anything on my own anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so I know now I can reach out for help. And I've had to do that. Even though I've had this amazing recovery, amazing transformation, it's, I've had some sh really difficult times as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that I don't have to just sit down and, um, and go through those on my own. And one of those experiences actually um, late last year was um, uh, a friend of mine had, uh, had suicided and that had affected me quite um, deeply, especially with the yeah. work that I'd been doing. And and uh, I then found out another month or so after that, another um, friend who I wasn't as close to, but I'd known and participated in some workshops with them, had also suicided. And it really um, affected me. And, and mm. But instead of staying stuck and frozen and jammed, I reached out to people. And I was overseas at the time, so I was able to have some great um, supportive um, friends and family I was able to to connect in with and um, and help uh, allow them to help me or even to express what you know what was going on and so forth so, mm. were there ever times where you felt like you didn't want to seek help at all um, I think during my recovery, I think what, one of the things I've done is I've, I've probably over-invested in seeking help and, and I've seen maybe 20, 30 different um, uh, professionals and holistic um, um, healers and, and different types of modalities and stuff. So I'm actually, I've been in more in the, I want to seek more hmm. and learn more. I've probably gone into the stage maybe mid last year where I was potentially a little bit too addicted to, you know, <laughs> what's the next thing, what's the next thing. I've it can of, get quite I've, addicting, like yeah. sort of that growth and you want more and more and more. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I went on uh, what I call a low, I had to go on a low information diet and uh, <laughs> because it, I think I've just, there's, there's a never ending list of things of, mm. of well, why did this happen and why did that happen and what could I do to better this or better that? But no, I can uh, honestly say that um, I'd reach out now 
when I need to and um and I think that's why we're here to be interconnected and mm. and we're all kind of we all help each other at different times but I must say being an ambassador especially for um uh beyond blue and and sane and and also wellways there was parts of me that was like a little bit hesitant sometimes to tell people that I'm actually not feeling um so well because this is idea that well I've, I'm kind of flying the flag and mm. and um trying to make the world better for everyone else but maybe I'm still reminding myself that I'm still human as well and um and being able to be vulnerable and so and the times where I've able to do that um I've had just an amazing um experience in transformation as well and and knowing that um life uh, it will continue to go mm-hmm. in all different directions um and and allowing that to be and and um not being afraid or scared of that too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you've developed some amazing skills. Um, did outpatient programs have anything to do with your recovery? Yeah, the um, the outpatient programs. Uh, the uh, I was fortunate enough to be um, admitted to um, a, a private uh, mental health hospital, and um, I, I one of the things um, probably about a month or so after uh, coming out, my my first psychiatrist sort of talked about these programs, and the first time he said it was like no. Nah. No way, I'm not doing this stuff. Um, but when I kind of um, allowed uh, things to unfold and, and, and signed up to a few of the programs, I thought that they were absolutely amazing. Mm. And um, I spent three years, um, pretty much three days a week, and I was going through all kinds of other stuff at the time. It wasn't that was the only thing that I was doing, but that was a big part of my recovery because I had to put myself first. And without doing that, I wasn't going to be able to do anything else. So I learnt um, uh, some amazing skills, and, and a lot of um, a lot of this, like I learnt um, healthy boundaries. For example, spent twelve weeks learning about boundaries, and I'm like, wow, it's fascinating mm. learning how to say no. Yeah, um, and <laughs> it's a skill I, I, we all need. Skill. I love to, to say no. Yeah, it was amazing, and just trialing that out and having a supportive group. I really love the group environment and, and the healing through the group and sharing my story and other people's stories. Um, I learned about you know transition, um, how we transition and grow through our, our lives um, in a so-called normal linear um, transition. And, and sometimes when we don't learn those things, they come back to us and affect us um, later in life. Um, healthy attitudes, mindfulness, acceptance and commitment mm. therapy, mindfulness, cognitive behavior therapy, mindful relating, self-care, authentic happiness, um, cognitive behavior therapy for depression, life coaching, life skills, mindfulness, um, stress reduction. I was part of a, um, I helped initiate the first um, bipolar support group because I found there was specific features of, of my experiences that weren't covered. So I said, hey, can let's can we do something about this? And mm-hmm. other people did as well. And so they created this, this new group. Um, I learned yoga for the first time, um, uh, Qigong, um, mm-hmm. and all of these amazing um, support um, systems. There was a men's group there. Um, as well and so I was like this was like my life university and I would love for every single person on this planet to have had the experiences that I had in those three years oh yes Mm. because this is the stuff I think that's not out there it's not taught we need some of this stuff can be integrated in in starting as young as in kindergartens in primary schools in secondary in universities and in in adult based in workplaces and so on but the, the one thing, um, uh, these skills were, 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 were fantastic, but the one thing that really stood out was in, um, in my bipolar uh, support group, we prepared a relapse prevention plan. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of similar to the suicide um, safety plan that I helped co-develop. 
But the relapse prevention plan was the first time that I realized I've actually got control over whether this, whether I go down this relapse path again, whether that's depression or psychosis or um, mania or um, anxiety, and, and to look at all the warning systems and the, and the bits and pieces. That was the first time when the light bulbs kind of came on and said, wow, I've actually got some direction here. So this, is not, this, this illness is not, uh, or the medically defined illness is not being imposed on me. I've actually got, there's a two-way street here. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah I, I can't talk um, highly enough about the um, the programs and sometimes uh, I, uh, I get lots of people asking me um, about themselves personally and their own um, mental health challenges but also for loved ones in particular because a lot of people have, are quite worried um, and have been quite worried and and I say to them look if you can you know get into a, 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 um, a private um, mental health um, outplacement program Mm. And um, why go down the path of having extreme um, experiences? Why not learn some of these life skills so that you can keep yourself on track and um, and healthy in the meantime? So. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you so much for that. So just lastly, what advice would you give others who are in recovery or who are considering going into recovery? What words of wisdom would you give them? Yeah, um, a couple of things. I think first one would be... Um, don't worry about how long it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let go of this idea of um, we're just going to pop this pill or have this one or two appointments with a psychologist or psychiatrist or, um, or you know, say following a, um, a marriage breakdown or, or redundancy or whatever major life event is. Don't worry about how long it takes you. And um, there's nothing more important than going through whatever you need to go through and it might be so inconvenient you know you might be due to get married next week for example and you have this you know quite a a difficult life situation it's like it's okay you need to take the time to actually invest in yourself and and heal and learn and grow and through that you'll become um, stronger Um, so that's one thing I would suggest the other thing is that you might have uh, say 20 things that are really challenging in your life right now and you want to solve them all because this is really painful and really difficult but Mm. just pick one or two of those (laughs) and maybe ask for help to manage some of the other stuff or maybe let some of the other stuff go and if you can um just focus on one or two when you start to master those one or two you can then go to three and four and uh, i think we're in this very pressurized um, environment of, of having to succeed and do and and go and you know we've got to go to school and then we've got to university get a job get married get babies house etc etc and it's like well it doesn't have to be like that that mm. linear process but the other thing is if if some of those things don't go so well and that tends to happen to a lot <laughs> yeah. of people surprise surprise <laughs> we think there's this perfect <laughs> life that everyone lives um, but it's not the case and so if something doesn't go well or you have a, a, a mental health challenge or or some other life challenge being able to um, just focus on what are the important things. And I, I really honestly believe that there is nothing that can't be healed, resolved, changed or, um, or um, uh, broken through. And it's just it's the intention, that willingness to keep on doing that and keep on holding on and, um, and reaching out and asking, you know, what's next? What more could mm-hmm. there be? And, and maybe um, one other thing I would uh, share is, you know, how could I make something from even this? And, uh, you know, one of the things that's really helped 
me is to write writing letters, writing letters to people that have really um, affected me, um, both personally but also um, organisations that haven't been up to scratch. And through that, it's funny, you know, organisations will um, change. Mm. And if you speak from your heart and you're not bagging anyone, you're not trying to tear anything down, you're trying to destroy, you're not trying to fight, mm. but you're saying this is how this affected me, then we can um, make change across so many areas. Yeah, that's such wonderful life advice. Thank you so much, Carlo, for coming on the show today and talking to us. We'll be back next week at Wednesday. You're welcome. On Wednesday <laughs> at 5pm for a new episode of Brainwaves on 3CR. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.